On the show today, I'm joined by one of the stars of CMT's Nashville. Mere hours before the mid-season finale, we talk about the shocking fifth season, the theatrical roots, and the move to CMT. All that and more on today's episode of Benjamin Mayer McKay's Talk To Me. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Benjamin May McKay's Talk To Me. For our second March episode, I'm joined by Courtney Hansen, who plays Emily on the TV series Nashville. Now, long-running listeners of this show would know that I absolutely love the show and was very relieved when it was saved uh, and by CMT late last year. And they've been airing the fifth season since January. We've got the showtimes for both America and Australia in the show notes, and they've had some shocking twists and turns this season. Now, this was recorded just before the uh, the big death, uh, so we don't actually discuss that, but we do discuss some of the shocking twists and turns of the fifth season and uh, what fans can expect from the back half of season five. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my chat with Courtney Hansen. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Benjamin. It's so great to be here. Now, Courtney, what inspired you to pursue a career in the performing arts? Oh, man. Um, well, I guess ever since I was a little kid, that's all I wanted to do. I, I loved, I think I fell in love with um, Olivia Newton-John in Greece when I was about three years old. That was the first time I saw it. And I fell in love with her and I just wanted to be her. I wanted to do what she did, even at that age. And ever since then, you know, that's, that's, that's just what was in my blood. It was just a passion. It's, I, I honestly believe it's something that's built into you when you, I mean, whatever you want to do, but definitely in this business that I'm in, cause you have to have that passion if you want to succeed in it. <laughs> um, and you have to have that heart. Otherwise it just won't work. So yeah, ever since I was a little girl, that's, that's all I can remember ever wanting to do is, is act. And when I was really little, I wanted to sing too, but I'm not a singer. So that will save everybody from that. But um, acting and dancing is, has always been uh, two of my passions, have always been two of my passions. So do you have a favorite out of acting or dancing? I think acting more so now. I love to dance. I danced my whole life and I, um, I did dance for some professional sports teams, you know, um, when I was an adult, but acting definitely has taken over and, um, you know, I just, I love playing characters and I love becoming someone else and, and getting to live a different, in a different world and a different life. So yeah, I think acting. Hmm. But just on the dancing for a second, obviously when you're doing sports teams or, you know, performing for sports teams, you're performing to a very specific audience, but you also did some music videos. Did you find those styles of dance vastly different? only danced in one of them um and it was it was a style that I actually helped choreograph so I was very used to it, it was a hip-hop um dance routine so it was one of the ones that I, I was very comfortable with but yeah all the different styles there's there's so many different dance styles and I'm you know <laughs> not good at, at a whole lot of them but yeah it's there there are so many out there of course, and you've worked on stage and on radio and on TV. Do you have a favorite medium to perform in? You know, um, they're also different. They're also different. It's hard to say what would be a favorite because I like different things about every one of them. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, 
I definitely enjoy, I enjoyed radio while I was doing it. That was more of, you know, interacting with other people and having fun and, and playing around. And I like that aspect of it. It didn't feel like work. I was just joking around with my friends, you know, and, um, theater, the, the aspects that I love of theater is just, you have that immediate response, you know, from the audience and, and you know what they're feeling and you can invoke that feeling right there with them. Um, whereas on TV, you know, it's delayed and you don't know how people are going to react and you're not there in their living room with them when they're watching the show. Um, so that's one thing that I definitely like about theater and it's more of a challenge because, you know, you're, you have to convince that audience of the character that you're playing right then and there. I mean, you don't get a do over, you don't get a, a, a second take. So that's just kind of, I guess, thrilling in that aspect. And TV is just so much fun because again, you're with a group of people, whereas, um, and most of the time it's like family, especially with Nashville, the show, you know, we're all one big family. We've been together. Most everybody has been working on the show for the entire five seasons. So, you know, you become, you become so familiar with each other and, and such a family that again, when you go to work, it doesn't feel like work. So, um, that's a cool aspect of that. And, and it reaches way further out than, than theater ever could and, and radio. So each different medium has their wonderful aspects. I think. Do you find any of them particularly difficult? You know, when I, um, they all definitely have their difficulties. Um, when I when I started into TV with the show, it was it was kind of a different world for me because I had come from the stage mostly. Um, I'd done commercials and things like that, so I was you know kind of getting into that that realm. But it's a whole different world working in um, episodic television. Um, so that, that transition was a little bit more difficult, but luckily having the people around me that were around me, I learned very quickly. I just, you know, you, you watch and you learn and, and pick it up and everybody's just so, I mean, I can't, I can't express enough how wonderful our cast and crew are. Um, everybody, they're just so welcoming and everybody's there to help you. And you just, you don't feel like you're an outsider, no matter if you've been on the show the whole time or if you're a new character coming in or if you just joined the crew or whatever, it's just everybody helps each other out. So, um, so that was, that was really cool for me being a newbie to uh, episodic TV. But yeah, I mean, every, every medium is going to have difficulties. Definitely. You know, theater, if you're not used to memorizing lines, that's a big one when you, <laughs> when you have to do a full length play. Um, because you have to do that, and that's just the bare minimum is memorizing those lines. Then you have to incorporate that into being somebody else and making sure you're convincing the audience of who you are and your other, you know, your the other characters in the play and the other actors in the play. So everything has its difficulties. But I think if it didn't, it wouldn't be fun. So of course, those chapters are what I enjoy yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least with TV, you don't have five show weekends because I don't think there's anything harder than a five show weekend. Yes, exactly. Yes, I left that part out, and that's so true. You have so many shows in a row that will kill you. <laughs> so what would you say has been the most memorable experience of your career so far? Um, you know, I, I, I have to say, I have to say Nashville. Mm -hmm. So far, I mean, that's been the biggest, um, I guess, the moment, I guess if we want to nail it down to one moment, it's going to be when I found out that I was cast in the pilot. 
because I, I had never gotten anything that big before. And I, at that point was just thinking, it's not going to be me. I knew that it was down to me and one other person. And I thought this stuff doesn't happen to me. This stuff doesn't (laughs) happen to a little girl from Iowa. Who's, you know, pursuing her dreams in Nashville. There's no way. Um, and when I got that call, it was the most surreal moment of my life. Um, aside from the moment where we found out the show got picked up by ABC. So I guess those two moments kind of go hand in hand. Um, because finding out we were going to be on a major network and actually have an entire season was the most incredible news and feeling that I've ever had, I think, in terms of my career. Mm. And I am going to talk about the pickup by CMT and the show, but I'd like to know, as a as somebody who wanted to perform, why the move to Nashville? Because you wouldn't initially associate that with performance outside of country music. No, you wouldn't at all. Um, I don't know what... It was, it was a feeling in my gut. It was a feeling in my heart, which actually turned out to be the right decision. But um, I was an, I don't want to say older because being in your 20s is nowhere near being old. Um, but, you know, as an actor I, and just sort of starting out, you know, I was in my 20s and I wasn't prepared to live in L.A. and New York at that time. I didn't want to go out there and have to come right back because I was starving, you know, Um And I had made contacts in Nashville for, you know, through the music videos that I had started doing. And I knew of agencies here and I knew that this was a place that was starting to gain momentum in terms of, um, television and, and other, and other things. So I, and, and I also knew that it kind of, it was comparable to where I lived. It was, it, it felt like a bigger home because I visited Nashville several times before I moved down here. And I always loved it. I just love the atmosphere. I love that you could be in the big city, but then, you know, 20 minutes later, you could be out in the country or you could be out in a neighborhood where you felt like you were at home um, and everybody was so welcoming. So, you know, all of those things put together just just gave me that courage to move and see what would happen. Um, and now looking back, I think it was, you know, kind of a higher power saying this is where you're supposed to be. Follow your heart. So a combination of many things led me here. It all worked out for the best, so that's what's important. Yes, absolutely. Now, I know a couple of people in Nashville, and they've said they've seen uh, a quite, quite a large growth of the city in population and within the film and television industry since the TV series Nashville started. Have you seen that reflected in, in the culture around you? Oh, yes, definitely. We are growing and expanding by leaps and bounds. I swear, every day... Every day you go downtown and you'll see a new building coming up or more road construction or things like physically to make the city bigger and make room for the people that are coming here that want to be here. Um, And I honestly believe that has that that the show has um, a great deal to do with that because it's shown people across the world what Nashville is in in a true, honest light, because you see you see footage from Nashville, everything on the show is from here. There's no B-roll from anywhere else. Um, so it's not like we're taking clips from a different city. Everything is coming from Nashville. So it's all honest to goodness Nashville. And that's, I think, you know, what's leading people to want to be here, but definitely you definitely see it when you get into the city and, and, and with traffic and, (laughs) 
you know, just all of the physicalities of everything in, in the city, people are coming here and you can, you can feel it definitely. And there's a lot more going on in terms of, um, like you said, in terms of TV and, and things like that. Um, and music always, of course, but, um, I think people are, are realizing how big of a resource this city can be for that kind of thing. And even the surrounding areas, I mean, Memphis was used for another show on CMT, um, that's going to be starting soon. Um, and actually two of them that are going to be starting. So, um, yeah, all around here, Tennessee is just growing in that aspect as well as Atlanta. So I guess this whole region is kind of feeling that, um, and like I said, I think a lot of it has to do with the show drawing attention, drawing positive attention to this area. Mm. And people tend not to believe that there's that much music. You know, they see the show and they go, that can't be possible. It's not that vibrant. It's not that alive. But it really is. I mean, I've, I, I went to Nashville and I saw there is music everywhere. You can go see a show every night of the week. And that's incredible. I don't think that's really represented anywhere else in the world that I've seen anyway or heard of. So why do you think Nashville was sort of not unknown, but hidden away a little bit compared to some other destinations for so long? You know, I, I don't know for sure. I mean, I don't, you know, the, the music that you're talking about, the live music that happens every single day here, you know, from sunup to sundown, I don't think people realized just how much there was because it wasn't in the media. It's not televised. You know, people aren't seeing it they weren't seeing it as much on the internet, I don't think, as now when, when social media has taken over the world and everything is everything that people see is, is up everywhere. You know what I mean? Mm. I think that aided in that. But yeah, I think it just needed that that little push of 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 social media outlets to kind of get that information out there. I'm not sure. It's it's an interesting thing that people weren't really aware of that. And I think Honestly, I think also the the popularity in country music has grown so much, you know, over the last 10, 20 years. It's just, it it just had to gain that momentum to get people to realize what was happening in this town, to get people here. And then also, you know, the the visual aspects, people want to know what it looks like and what actually happens. And and so the shows that were, have been filmed here bring that attention and, and the combination of everything is probably what made it boom, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's funny how people didn't realize, I don't think I did either when I first came down, um, you know, 10 or 11 years ago, I didn't realize that you could go into a honky tonk on Broadway at noon and see a band playing, you know, it's a, it's a special town. It's a definitely, um, a different place and there's a magic about it and people are finally catching on. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, um, you're right, a magical place. I, I was there for 10 days and fell in love with the city. I'd love to go back. It's it's a wonderful place. Yes, yes, definitely. we got to get back here. I do. I've got to, I've got to find some way of getting back. Yeah. Now, now, let's talk about Nashville, the TV series. So how did this audition process uh, come about for you when we first made aware of the show? Um, I got... I got a call from my agent who just said, you know, there's a, there's a major TV show pilot that's going to be shot here in Nashville. Um, and I don't remember if he told me at that time who had created it. And of course we all know now that's Callie Curry who 
also wrote the Oscar-winning Thelma and Louise, um, and she's incredible. Um, so I don't think I knew that to begin with. I just had that, and it, you know, like we do with all the auditions that come through, I get um, the sides, which is you know the script of the part of the character that you have to read, and it was just going to be a taped audition, just like the normal ones that I had been going on. You go in to with the casting um, agent and read your audition, but I did know it was bigger. I knew it was going to be a pilot. I didn't know at that time it was even considered on ABC, I don't think. Um, so that initial one wasn't quite as nerve wracking as the callback. Um, and the callback wasn't even that bad because <laughs> I didn't realize who I was auditioning in front of at the time until I left, but I got the callback and went in, um, in person and who ended up being in the room was actually Callie Curry, um, and one of our producers, uh, who was actually directing the first episode that, that pilot. So, um, I found that out after I left, which is great. Cause I probably wouldn't have been able to, um, collect myself for the audition. Um, but it was great. They, um, you know, the first audition with the casting agent, I got great direction and, and she was just awesome. And, and when I went in with Callie and, um, in that callback audition, I got great feedback and, and, um, and great direction in there too. So it was a very positive process. I think in that, the, in the callback, when I was sitting waiting, I, I watched Hayden walk through the door and that's when it all became kind of real that it really was going to happen. And, and, and I had known at that time at, during the callback that she was involved in the, in the project. So that just solidified the fact of, you know, that it was such a huge deal that was happening because mm. it, in the beginning, it just felt like, okay, this is another audition. It's bigger, but you know, you just give it what you got. And, and, um, and yeah, so it was just all very dreamlike, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> after that very first one. And, and then the show really blew up and it's hugely popular all over the world. I mean, some of the cast have done, what, three tours of America. They're about to do their second tour of the UK. Um, I know yep. uh, Sam Palladio and I think Charles Eston have both been out to Australia. Oh, he's about to come to Australia to perform at a music festival here. So it, it's popular everywhere around the world. Why do you think that is? What do you think attracts people to the show? Well, I think, you know, when I when I get on Twitter and I, cause that's where I, I see the feedback from, from our Nashies, our fans across the world. I think it's again, the love of the city. They, they just love the whole, the whole atmosphere in Nashville. They love the music. Um, they love the relationships between the characters. I think that's just kind of universal. Um, Everybody can relate to that. It doesn't matter what country you come from. It doesn't matter what language you speak. Everybody can can relate to those relationships and to the music. I mean, music spans across the globe, you know, for everybody. It doesn't matter if you can understand the lyrics or not. It's the feeling that you get from it. So I think, I think it's the same thing that, you know, Americans love about the show is, is what people across the world love as well. And then, of course, earlier this I'm sorry, late, late last year, the ABC made the decision not to renew Nashville, but the fans rallied around the show in a way that I don't think I've seen before. And ultimately, I think that must have helped CMT and Hulu make the decisions 
to pick up the show. Have you noticed any differences between the ABC version and the, and the new version over on CMT? I definitely have. And first of all, I have to say to all of our Nashies and to all of our fans, I mean, it brings tears to my eyes to think about it because it was such a blow when the show got canceled on ABC. When all of our fans rallied, I think you could probably go to every cast member, every crew member, everybody involved on the show, and they would tell you how how much they appreciate all of our fans and Nashies for what they did for us. Um, because, yes, they truly made it possible for this show to continue. So thank you everyone for that from all of us. Um, I, I can speak for all of us on that. Um, and I totally lost track of your question. Tell me that one more time. <laughs> um, what, what changes have you noticed between the ABC version and the new CMT Hulu version? Yes. Okay. So I, we, we got a whole new, um, basically a whole new roster of writers for this fifth season. And we have a new showrunner. Um, so that in itself will, is bringing different things to the show and um, different viewpoints to the show and organization and things like that. We had a wonderful team for seasons one through four, too, don't get me wrong. It's just sometimes bringing um, new eyes into a project and new breath into it can, can change it for the better. And I think the whole combination turned it around a little bit and, and everybody's desire um, and passion for it came back because we knew how special it was to the fans that it come back and that it be good. And we wanted to give them something um, that was the best we could give them. And I think that's what is happening. Um, there's just, I can't tell you like a specific thing. Um, our writing is amazing. Um, this season it has been in the past, but we're the writers I think are getting back to the music and the the culture and um, the lives of these characters who are in the music business, I guess, in, in their careers and what they have to go through in their personal life to do what they do as well. Um, and we're also getting getting more into that into the music literally. So we're getting more songs and more new artists and, and things like that. And, and we don't, I don't think there's as many restrictions on CMT. I'm not positive on that, but, um, in terms of what we can do and what we, we can't do and what we can say and things like that. So, and I think, you know, the show's branching out and we're, we're growing in terms of what we cover and things that we talk about. And, and it's not so taboo to have a transgender person on our show. And it's, it's great to include everybody. And that's what we want it to, to be, I think. Um, is a show for everybody so that everyone can relate. Um, so there's so many different things. And I think it's just, it just, the, the look and the feel and the magic of it, the magic's back and the look and feel is just fantastic. Mm. Well, it's certainly been a great, uh, seven episodes so far. But I do want to talk about the the inclusion of, of you know everyone transgender. Obviously, Will Lexington's gay on the show. For a show that has, uh, a, a, I'd say there's got to be an audience of conservatives there. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that's sort of a brave move from CMT? Obviously, the right move, and I think it's fantastic that a show about country music that can be a little bit you know that part of. America can be a little bit more conservative. I think it's fantastic you've got these characters, but do you think it's a brave move from the showrunners who may risk you know, offending some of the people who haven't progressed with the rest of the world? 
<laughs> you know, the thing is, is that, yes, I do think it's a brave move, but I think CMT is, um, they're more cutting edge. They're more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not younger. Cause I don't want to say that the, the audiences are all across the board. Um, but they're in tune with everything that's happening right now, the current events and things like that and, and things that are being brought to light. light. So I think that it was a brave move. It is a brave move to, to do that. But at the same time, you're not going to be able to, to please everyone. And, and you, have to, you have to go out on those, on those limbs to, to improve the show and to, and to make it stand out and to... Um, and to include what's going on in the world. I mean, you can't be blind to, to what's happening and to, and to the people that are in this world. I mean, that's, I think it's, it's only, it's only right to, to kind of talk about everything. So unfortunately, like I said, you can't please everyone. So that that's unfortunate if there's people out there that don't like that or don't agree with that and and can't watch the show because of it. Um, but we'd like to think that they, that most people could have an open mind if they enjoyed the show and, and find aspects of the show that they do like. Um, but again, you know, in, in every aspect of life, you, you're not going to be able to please everybody and you just have to, um, listen to the creativity and not let that be squelched because some people don't like it, I guess. Mm, of course. And do you think that the show has been able to successfully transition away from sort of the shock drama that was almost forced into on ABC because of being jammed between scandal and revenge for four years? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Yeah. I think we've, um, like I said earlier, I think it's more, it's getting more back to the music like we did in the pilot where it's, it has that, it has relationships and it has the dramatic things happening, but it's, it's less soapy, I guess I would say, um, now, but yeah, I think, I think that was definitely, uh, um, something that was reflected from where we were, you know, like you said, in between those two shows and, and that, that kind of realm kind of boxed us into that, I think. So yeah, I think we're getting back to our roots to where it started with the music and the relationships from that music. Hmm. So could you take us through an average day on set for you? Sure. Um, when I go to set, yeah, and most of us, we're going to go into hair and makeup first. Um, we're there, you know, however long we get to do that. The girls usually get a little bit longer, mostly because of hair. Um, so usually in there about an hour, hour and a half. And then we are taken up to set, whether it be on location or whether it's at our stages. We do have stages in town um, for most of our, for quite a bit of our, our scenes that we do. Um, so we're taken in there and we rehearse the scene with the director first. After that, we bring in the crew and we'll, um, we'll put the scene on its feet, which means we block the scene um, for the crew so they know what is going to happen with cameras and lighting and all that good stuff. Then the actors will go away. Um, they bring in second team, which is our, um, which are our stand-ins who go in and help the, the lighting crew and, and the camera crew, um, get everything set up. And then they bring first team back in and we, we rehearse a couple times once or twice and then we'll shoot. Um, 
And usually a scene could take anywhere from, depends on how long it is, but to shoot it, it could take anywhere from an hour to, gosh, some of our concert scenes will take, you know, five, seven hours to, to shoot those. It just depends on, on um, what's involved in the dialogue and, and the performance and things like that. So, you know, this season, our days aren't extremely long. Um, first season, I can tell you that I had some 17-hour days in there, which was crazy. And our crew are just superheroes because they are there every single day, Monday through Friday, and sometimes Saturdays. Um, but normally now, a day won't go past 12, 13 hours. That's usually the top top of that. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much how it goes when you're done with your your scene work, then you're wrapped for the day and you get to, you get to go home. Now, just, just, you mentioned the sets there that you've got uh, in, in Nashville. Now, one thing that fans don't seem to pick up on is that that's one, that's one stage. You guys have got one arena that you transform into every arena that you need it to be. And I think that's quite remarkable. Yes, it is. It's, it's insane. And when they first built that, I was, I was just like an audience member, just in awe. Our, <laughs> our scenic designers and our props people are magical. I mean, I've used that, that word several times in this interview. <laughs> it's true. There's so much magic that goes along with the show, but they literally are magical. The, the arena, um, and every once in a while we will use Bridgestone Arena um, for certain scenes. That's our big arena in town um, where like our NHL team, the National Predators, they play and we have a lot of our big concerts. But they developed um, on our stages this great big arena where, you know, they'll use a green screen for the back half. So we have basically half of an arena. The stage is changed out for, you know, different um, cities on the show when we have to play in different cities um, and obviously different characters when they, when they take the stage. Um, but yeah, it's incredible what they do with the crowd because we'll have a minimal amount of crowd and then they expand that with CGI and green screen and things like that. So it's pretty cool the um, the magic of TV that goes into just those specific concert scenes. Yeah, it really is. One other thing that I noticed and I was told when I was there on the sets is at the time, Raina's house didn't have a front door. So everyone would always enter via side doors or the kitchen or whatever. But on these last seven episodes, I've seen people come in from a front door. Have they built, have they built Raina a front door now? <laughs> been shooting at the actual house lately um the and we were there not too long ago the woman that owns the house is just fabulous um so no i don't think that there is a front door yet on the stages i think it's still the actual house so when you see that front door you're seeing the real house oh, that's fantastic <laughs> i love how they built the set and forgot well you know forgot but neglected to put in a front door <sighs> yeah now, um, obviously, there's, I think there's five episodes to go until the mid-season finale. So without giving anything away, what can fans expect from these, these next batch of episodes? Oh, man. How do, I, how do I say things without giving anything away? Um, you, you know, just kind of what we've been talking about. I can't, I can't tell you too much because there's so many good things coming up. I think everybody's going to go on emotional roller coasters. I think that um, you're going to laugh and you're going to cry and you're going to, you know, be scared and you're, it's just, you're going <laughs> to run the gamut of emotions 
through the next several episodes, but I can tell you that the writing in these episodes just continues to get more outstanding with every episode that we move to. And you're, there's going to be a lot of changes. There's going to be a lot of surprises. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be too upset um, about anything. I, I just, I feel like if you're, if you're a fan of the show, you're going to be, you're going to be blown away and you're going to be so excited to see the next episode after you watch one, you're going to be ready for the next one and ready for the next one. Cause they're just going to be so much fun to watch, honestly. Oh, well, it sounds very exciting. And Nashville airs at 8 p.m. Central Time on CMT. And then people can also catch it on Hulu the day after, I believe. Um, yes, correct. Which, I'm pretty sure all yeah. CMT has their app up and running their new app where you can also get it on, the, on that as well. Okay, wonderful. And just interesting, interesting enough with the Hulu thing, have you noticed uh, as digital streaming through things like Netflix and Hulu and uh, here in Australia we have Stan and all those other mediums, do you think that's changed the way people consume television? Definitely, definitely, I do. Um, I think I think there's so many options now. You know, you don't have to go through a big box carrier to get every channel, you know, when half of them you don't even want to watch, you know. Hmm. So you can pick and choose what you want to see and pay for that. So you don't have to pay all this money out for things that you don't, don't need. Um, and it, and it gives people more flexibility so that they don't have to be available at a certain time. I know obviously DVRs do the same thing, but if you don't want to do that, you don't have to have a DVR. You can get one of the services, like you said, like Hulu, um, I think Sling TV, you know, is now airing all of our show, all of our um, seasons on their, on their channel or network, however you, however you put that on their medium. So yeah, I think it gives people lots of options. I, I think it's great. Mm. It gives it also you know gives networks and um, and shows more opportunities to get out there because they have all these new ways to do it. Absolutely. I mean, when I was first made aware of the show, I was sent press discs uh, for the first season back. Well, when it was still hidden here in Australia, because the first okay. two years it was just pushed to some cable network very, very, very late at night. And cable here isn't like cable there. Not everyone has it. And it costs about oh, $200 a month or something. So it was hard to find. And then suddenly I got these discs and I, I sat and watched most of it in a week. And then I think Netflix came out of it. And just the amount of people who knew about it and had watched the show went up incrementally. I could mention it or reference it or have a guest for, you know, uh, on the show and people in Australia around me would actually know who that person was. So it's just been interesting mm-hmm. to see how that's, you know, the streaming services have affected viewers worldwide. Yes, absolutely. It's so great because so many people want want to watch it. And they. it's another thing I hear on Twitter all the time. How can we get this in Mexico? How can, how can I get this in Spain, you know, um, in Ireland? Like all these different places that don't have access to the to the networks you know to, mm. to cmt or whatever so it's great it's so great well look fans fans of nashville can be pretty dedicated have you ever had a, a strange encounter with a fan or been recognized in an awkward place <laughs> you know nothing ever strange because everybody's always so sweet i mean you know it's it's always it's always surprising to me because i don't feel like Sometimes I just feel like, well, that's just my job. And 
it's here and I get to go do that and it's wonderful. And then I get to see it on TV. And, and when you have fans come up to you, you realize how far reaching it is and that you're not alone and, and people out there do pay attention and they know who you are. I mean, um, when I first started getting recognized, it would be like at the grocery store <laughs> and people would come up and say, aren't you, or I know you from somewhere. That's kind of the weirdest thing. Cause you're like, well, is that from the show or do I, have I seen you before? <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, and then I, and then it started happening where people knew my name and I'd have people come up to me and say, are you Courtney Hanson? And that just, that just blew my mind. It's just it's a very surreal feeling that people, um, that I know that people see my work and enjoy what I do. Cause it's always very positive and they're always such fans of the show. So, um, it's usually what, what kind of gets me is that people are kind of in awe about it. Not about me, but just that, that they saw somebody who's involved with the show. Um, so it's really cool. Like I just, I, it's such a, it's such a cool feeling um, to have people recognize me and, and, and know that they watch the show and support the show and everything like that. And, and I love to meet fans when I'm out. So if anybody is here in Nashville and you happen to see me at target or somewhere, come up and say, hi, I would love to meet you and and take a picture with you. I don't mind at all. It's, it's the coolest feeling in the world to know that people, um, respect my work and, and the show and support us and everything like that. So it's just a really awesome feeling. Yeah, it would be because I mean, it's Nashville's had the highest rated. I think it's the highest rated scripted drama on CMT ever. So having those people yeah. come up to you is is sort of that translated, I suppose. You get to see the real world effect of, of those incredible viewing figures. Yes, yes, absolutely. And and for fans who'd like to stay in touch with you online, where where can people find you? Um, Twitter is probably the best place. If you go on Twitter, um, my handle I have to look at it right now because I always forget obviously my name <laughs> is Courtney Hansen um and I think I have an underscore in the underneath or in the in between my first name and last name so if you just get on there follow me on Twitter I always live tweet with the show on Thursday nights and I'm happy to um happy to meet any Nashies on Twitter as well so definitely follow me if you if you feel motivated to do so and um and there's most of the cast, I think pretty much everybody has a Twitter account. So, um, as well as the show on CMT and CMT is very active on Twitter with our fans and everything. So get on there and you can, you can talk to all of us. We're all easy to interact with. Well, I'll put a, I'll put a link to your Twitter account in the show notes so people can just click straight through. Perfect. Thank you. Now, just before I let you go, what advice would you offer to anyone looking to work in the performance industry? Um, you know, the first thing you need to remember, and it's something I learned when I went, when I was in college and I was in, um, theater classes is if you're in it to be famous, it's not a good enough reason because that's very rare. Um, and it's not, it's not, um, realistic if you're in it because you're passionate about your art and you're passionate about what you do and that's the right reason and you have to have that passion or if you you won't be able to stick with it it takes so much it takes so much passion and so much drive um because there's so many there's so many rejections in this in this business 
And there's so many great things and, and you don't have to be on a great big show to be successful. Um, you can be a working actor and do smaller things, but the most important thing is, is that you're as with any job, enjoy what you do, um, do it for the right reasons, enjoy your creativity and, and, and your passion, um, and be able to deal with the show business side of it, that you're not always going to get to do what you want. Be ready for that, be prepared. Um, but also, you know, have your heart in the right place and in your head in the right place to, to, to follow your dream and, and anything is possible. Don't let anybody tell you. I don't know how many times I had people look at me when I said I wanted to be an actor and I lived in Iowa. Look and they look at me and go, okay, how are you going to do that? So <laughs> anything is possible. You can do whatever you want to do. As long as it sounds like I'm a mother <laughs> talking to my, my little chickens, but you can do anything you want to do. Just put your mind to it, work hard, um, make good connections be a good person. That's another thing. People don't like to work with people who are difficult to work with. So, um, I guess that, that that's a lot of it right there. Just, mm. um, follow your heart and, and you can do anything you want to do. Well, thank you very much for your wise words of wisdom and your time today. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Oh, it's been fun doing it. Thank you so much, Benjamin. That was my chat with Courtney Hanson, and all of the details about Nashville on CMT are in the show notes for this podcast. Now, as always, I've been checking out all the latest film releases, including the much-anticipated Logan and Kong Skull Island, as well as a few less men, Fistfight, and a whole lot more. All those movie reviews are on the movie reviews section of the website, PreachersPodcast.net, so don't forget to go over there and check those out. And while you're there, don't forget to check out our fantastic supporters, Palace Nova Cinemas, Mad Zombie Collectibles, and Via Vision Entertainment. All their details are on the site. Also, don't forget to follow the show on Facebook, and follow me on Twitter. If you follow us on Facebook, you'll see a wealth of competitions there from fantastic companies like 20th Century Fox and E1 Entertainment, including our latest competition, thanks to E1 Entertainment, we're giving away five DVDs of Office Christmas Party, the smash hit comedy from last December, starring Jennifer Aniston and Jason Bateman. I loved it when I saw it back in December. It's a lot of fun. It's a real hoot. And you can win one of five DVDs by going over and entering the competition on the Facebook page. That's facebook.com backslash Preachers Podcast. The link is also in the show notes. And you can follow me on Twitter at BenjaminMM underscore. Well, I've been your host, Benjamin May McKay, and we'll be back for more episodes next month. See you then.